Good morrow to you all. You have fallen on bad times. Brought to you by the Royal Holloway Shakespeare Society. You join me, Theo Dudridge. And me, Subhan Hay, as we bear some bardy truths. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bad Times. This episode, I'm joined by the president of Dance Society, Millie Marshall. Say hi, Millie. Hello. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you doing? I'm, I'm pretty decent. I'm pretty decent. Tired, tired, but uh, we, move. we move. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely feel the that. third year stress. It's the third year stress. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Marshall um, is the current president of Dance Society, as I said before. Uh, she is the first year rep of, she was the first year rep of Dance Society in her first year. She was the communications officer in her second year. She's performed in various dance shows. And I think her top tier role at the uni was Toadette in Supercar in her first year, as well as directing various things for MTS and other societies. That was a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think we'll start off by asking you, uh, because you've been on committee every single year at Holloway, going from first year rep to communications to now president, um, like, how are you finding it? How How's your three-year arc been at Holloway for Dance Society? Yeah, I guess we can put it like that. I really have been on committee the entire time I've been at uni. Um, <laughs> by, like, three weeks. Um, I don't know. I just love being on committee. Like, I just think it's such a unique experience. Like, I just think it's something that everybody should try at least once. And, like, I feel like first-year rep is such a good kind of starting point to see how committee runs and then yeah. like last year I like with the communications officer I did like all the marketing and the graphics and obviously I did it in the pandemic oh, so nice. I also did all of the editing as well yeah and I kind of took a like a different all of the challenges I did not think I was gonna have to face but um, <laughs> it's definitely good and like kind of got me a few like internships over the summer so it was definitely like really good like life experience and then president this year is so fun like it's such like a unique um, experience. Um, it's stressful at times, like I won't lie. Um, <laughs> uh, a big it is what it is. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, but it is definitely so rewarding. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Um, yeah. So obviously, to become a first year rep for sort of any society, they normally go through sort of an AGM process. So um, by the time this episode goes out, uh, we would have elected our first year rep. Hopefully, if we haven't, I'll cut this bit. Um, but we we would have recently had our AGM to let our first year rep. So, as mentioned earlier, um, you were the first year rep of Dance Society. What was that experience like for you? How did you sort of get involved? What convinced you to kind of run for the role? And uh, what sort of things have you had to do? Um, so, I think it was it was definitely something that I didn't really know about until it was kind of just like brought up to me, and they're like, "Oh, you, I think we should you should run," and I was like, "Huh." run for what like <laughs> what, what are you talking about um and I'd already kind of like seen the committee working and I it already has been something like within the few weeks of uni that I was like oh I want to do that next year yeah. but I wasn't I realized I could do that year um and the way it works at dance society is that um the first year rep helps lead the volunteering team um and I'm okay. Yeah, so our volunteering team um, volunteer with um, kids in the community, teaching them dance lessons for free. Um, and that's something that I've been doing for like years back home. And it was like, I was like, oh, that's so fun that I could still get to do that. So that was one of the things that kind of steered me towards the role in the first place. Um, so as first year rep, I kind of helped take a lead on the volunteering project, which I've kind of now taken on like as well 
this year um because we don't have a volunteering and charities rep so i'm kind of helping to support the vp um this okay. year um and then um also i kind of just we did a fun like little christmas social trying to get to know each other like where we like decorated gingerbread men and watched nativity so Aww. that was like really fun it was really wholesome yeah um and then we just had like a group chat and then um our first year rap always um like choreographs like a first year number so oh, like nice. we have like a, um, a slot on the timetable where it's just first years doing a number together um so it was really nice like it was a really nice opportunity to just like get to hang out with, like the first years um and like it was basically just like organizing socials for just first years and like just being that point of contact and it's like really good because you get the insight into committee without having a lot of the committee responsibilities like it's quite a chilled role if you want to like kind of test out the waters of committee yeah. and then it was really easier for me to then run for committee in the next year when I already knew a lot about all the roles in committee so it's definitely easier to make my decision about what role I wanted to run for nice that that's incredible and now having you know done communications in your second year and now ran and got the role of president for dance society uh how are you finding that and based off your experiences from being the first year rep uh what sort of things are you kind of taking on from that and how has that kind of influenced your sort of i say influenced your presidency it's make it sound like a sort of tyrannical rule but like how <laughs> how do you say your experiences from first year have kind of influenced uh the sort of i guess the way you've kind of led dance society this year so far and how you kind think, of structured committee yeah i think um the way that like like the benefits of being in committee for two years you see the pros and cons of committee both years if that makes sense like you see what goes yeah. well and like what doesn't work um and I feel like as I was saying like first year rep is such a unique role in that um you kind of get to because there's like you just like you get to kind of talk to different roles on committee like yeah. um and the same with marketing officer like you kind of are involved with lots of different roles on committee rather than just one thing and you get to liaise with lots of different committee members okay. so in first year we also didn't have an events officer so i did took quite a lead on like running the sh um our february showcase yeah. um and then like throughout the pandemic our communications officer um went back abroad so then i kind of started taking on the social media so i was just kind of like picking up um jobs in first year um that like other people didn't have the time for which meant that I kind of got to see a, a sense of everybody's role so now as president I feel like I have quite a good knowledge of what everybody does in committee what is like kind of expected of them but also like what I can take off their plate because as president it, it is just about overseeing everybody and making sure everything gets done um yeah. so it's just kind of like having a good knowledge of what everybody does um and also kind of knowing like when there's things that you can take off them that's not necessary for them to do because there's like almost kind of nothing worse in committee when like a job gets left to you when like yeah. it's not your job and you kind of don't have a lot of time and <laughs> you think yeah. not my job but as president everything is your job so yeah <laughs> so yeah you never use that excuse <laughs> you gotta be prepared to kind of step up to the yeah. plate at the last minute yeah. yeah now that's like that's really interesting um and kind of segueing on to sort of the next question we're kind of moving away from dance society now because as also mentioned in the long introduction you've also um you've been a part of various societies uh, over your time at holloway and you've actually had the chance to direct as well um you've directed a few numbers for musical theater um last year for 
I think, is it Fame that you directed some stuff? Yeah, for? so I actually directed for In Your Dreams, Fame, and yeah, that was it. Um, Live and Living Colour. So oh, all nice. three of their shows last year, actually. All three of them. Yeah. Incredible, yeah. incredible. So um, what's that experience been like for you? And uh, yeah, what sort of skills have you learned from that? Yeah, so it was actually um, with um, In Your Dreams, it was the first time I'd actually sat on audition and an, like, and an audition panel. Um, oh, so that nice. was like a really insightful experience into um, how like auditions worked. Yeah. Um, I'd been an auditionee, but I'd never actually like sat on the panel and it's like such a fun experience. Yeah. Like you sit there, um, obviously all the auditions were online and then it was going through the whole process of um like casting day um yeah. and it's like the different stress of like being a cast member it's like have I been cast but like being a crew member it's like I want like it's just such a different yeah feeling. I've been there <laughs> yeah. it's such a different feeling but it's so like yeah. it's so exciting um and then we obviously we had a few um I directed a couple of numbers in person actually which was like we probably got off the first like half of the first term last year which was really exciting yeah. to like to like direct in person and I just remember this really like like nice moment that I was directing a duet and then like I just like stepped back and they like did it back to me and I was like just got because it was such an emotional number I was like oh, okay this just like you know, like something like something you've worked on, yeah. like together. It's just such a nice feeling. Yeah. Um, and then we like seeing the finished product, like the product was like really like really nice afterwards. Um, and then yeah, for fame, I just um ended up doing directing a few numbers, um, choreographing a few numbers, and being a featured dancer. So it was quite interesting because usually you would only obviously do crew like crew or cast, but yeah. the unique of an online show just meant that I ended up doing two crew roles and performing which was really fun definitely something to do over um the third lockdown kept me busy um yeah. which was like yeah because in your dreams was kind of more like directing through song whereas yeah. fame when I directed I was directing like scenes and stuff um so it was really nice kind of like difference between like kind of getting to like dabble I guess in all the different kind of aspects of um directing yeah. um but it would definitely like like gained quite a lot of skills and it would definitely be interesting one day to like direct an in-person show um since I've only really done like online bits and bobs um and then yeah for live and live in color it was again like directing um like through song and stuff so yeah lots of kind of like different things last year um definitely did quite a bit so little fun fact we were on a bid team in our first year for back when uh mts variations were a thing mm -hmm. um the bid didn't get accepted but both of us as you've mentioned um like both of us went on to various careers for other societies you directed for mts i dsm for shakespeare and went on to do various other things um so i'm gonna ask you to kind of improvise a concept for uh, for a show specifically a Shakespeare show so with your background in dance and your knowledge of kind of uh, musical theatre uh, drama uh, English which we will come to for uh, your degree if you could come up with a concept for a Shakespeare play to bid uh, what would it be and how would you do it so <laughs> I kind of um I think so I really do love ballet adaptations of okay Shakespeare. I feel like 
I wouldn't be a dancer and an English student if I <laughs> said I didn't <laughs> if I said I didn't like um, yeah. ballet adaptations um, and I've always thought like um, a ballet adaptation of um, A Midsummer Night's Dream would just be absolutely yeah gorgeous. That, would like, be, that would be incredible like it would just be like I could just see like Matty Bourne you know like it would just be <laughs> incredible um and like I can just see like puck I'm just like I couldn't I can like envision the ballet steps not that I could bring those steps into fruition but like <laughs> I would just really would love to see a really like unique ballet adaptation of um, Midsummer um really probably staying like to quite classical like I quite like um quite classical adaptations of yeah. uh, Shakespeare um so probably would kind of stick to that. I'm probably quite rogue, probably to answers you've got before. No, no, no. like that—that <laughs> that is incredible because I think with a production like *Midsummer Night's Dream*, it's kind of rooted in fantasy, and obviously, especially when you get to like um, the summer court with Oberon, Titania, and everyone else, you kind of need that kind of mystical element. I can't remember if I think it was the Bridge Theatre production they had. Um, they had a song playing just before the interval. I can't remember what one it was. A, it was a pop song. And there was just a moment where everyone was kind of dancing. Everyone was just kind of, uh, they were involved in the audience. They were throwing like these inflatables like around the room. I think yeah. something something like that, I think a ballet for Midsummer would work really well, partly because of like the beautiful nature behind it. Cause you have that contrast of the chaos with Helena and Hermia kind of running around and then these like beautiful dance sequences. I could see that really working. And I think as a concept yeah. for There's a lot uh, of like yeah. movement. You you always have a lot of like, as you say, like chaos movement sequences yeah. in midsummer with like all the like the deceit happening, which yeah. were just like the perfect dramatic like point sequence. Um I could just see like I can just vision ballet dancers, like I could just see it on the stage, like yeah. um very similar to like points but like you have in like the nutcracker. Um, yeah like very like similar vibes uh, nice i i really like that the reason i kind of bring that up um and this is kind of a shameless plug but um very soon we're going to be opening up bid applications for shakespeare so if anyone listening is a student at holloway and wants to put a bid together um bid pack information will be going out soon um we also have a bid workshop which by the time this episode goes out will have already happened uh, but that being said, there are a committee kind of on hands to help out with uh, any kind of crew role uh, queries, like questions or qualms. Um, if you're not sure what show you want to do, or if you've just got an idea um, and you want to like get a group of people together to try and bid it, then that's what uh, that's what spring term bids are for. They're really fun to do. Would recommend doing it, and everything's a learning experience. So, hundred percent, hundred percent, go for it. So um you are currently studying uh english at royal holloway um having just talked about this amazing midsummer night's dream concept uh what is your relationship with shakespearean text kind of been like both generally and on your course um yeah so i feel like <laughs> it was kind of came to no surprise to my family when i turned around and was like i want to do english like fun fact my entire <laughs> um family basically 
do science there science and maths people my um, dad does science as well so yeah doing dramas <laughs> my, a bit of a dad and my regard, sister but... both have maths degrees my mum did biochemistry um brother wants to be an engineer like that kind of thing and I was like English nice. <laughs> um but like as a kid I always had like a fascination with books like I remember I had like the Osborne um children's Shakespeare Oh, nice. um, I don't know if, if you've ever been to um, I actually saw it I went to um, Shakespeare's birthplace um, as like a pre-third year like English student weekend away I was nice. just getting myself <laughs> inspired back into back into the uh, like into English and yeah um, I saw it then it was like bringing back the childhood like um, so I feel like from an early age I really had like quite a familiarity with um, Shakespearean texts I actually played Helena in a Midsummer Night's Dream when I was 10. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as part of my theatre school, um, which was really fun. So, yeah, from literally the age of probably about eight, I've been quite familiar with Shakespeare, um, which is quite young, I guess, because I think a lot of people don't really get introduced to Shakespeare until probably about secondary school. Um, yeah. And I was almost, like, quite... I don't know, quite disheartened when um, Romeo and Juliet was picked for, for us in GCSE because it's just kind of like, I, I know this story, like, I want to study something, something like something else, like something just, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, really, like, this one, like, this is just, like, I just really wish you could, like, pick something different. And yeah. then at, like, A-level, um, we did Much Do About Nothing, and I literally fell in love with that play. Like, it is my favourite Shakespeare play. Like, yeah. I'm simply just obsessed um we I like watched these two incredible adaptations I w watched one at the Globe which was like a Mexican adaptation of Much Do and it was it was so cool like the music was just incredible and obviously anything you see at the Globe is incredible so like just kind of adds to that um then yeah. I watched um like a touring production where it was set in World War Two, which was actually like it was so cool the way they did it and I just like I always just find Benedict just absolutely hilarious um so kind of from like a level that whole experience with Much Ado was kind of what made me kind of fall in love with Shakespeare because at GCSE it was just so like I kind of kind of fell out of touch yeah. um, and coming to degree so the way the um English course works that um a single honest English student in their first year studies 12 Shakespeare plays in their first term wow so it is a new Shakespeare play every single week that is insane <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it is in, it is insane it is almost like a whistle top like whistle stop tour through like um history like tragedy comedy yeah. um but it was like I loved it like some loads of people were just like it was just too much but I really really liked it because um it was the first time I read like The Winter's Tale um it's actually the first time I read Hamlet like and I watched so many like really incredible like adaptations like I watched um like a drag adaptation of Hamlet don't nice. know if that video it's on a uh, drama online if you want to check that out it's I might I might give it a check out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really cool um so then I kind of moved like after that I was like okay I want to the way like the course works is that you then after that you can then do something called intensive Shakespeare okay in your like in your second year um which then we go on to study um Richard III um Midsummer and Macbeth um so we studied those um and then I'm now doing advanced Shakespeare 
in my third year um so yeah I very much like it's optional after first year but I'm very much have taken the option um and we kind of uh, in third year we're going to be doing like a problem phase it's fun like um it's definitely like early modern is like a requirement that we kind of do so Shakespeare yeah. kind of crops up in all elements of my degree and I love it as I said I <laughs> went to um Stratford-upon-Avon um if anyone's not been please do go because have you been Theo? I don't think I have however we are in talks of possibly and this isn't confirmed very but very much this could not go ahead but I think we're in talks of possibly doing a trip in the summer to Stratford-upon-Avon. It's definitely worth it like the going around all the houses it's like if you love history and you love like Shakespeare like it's just like picturing like where he would be writing like certain plays and stuff and yeah like just the whole atmosphere like the whole place is just we went to like a um like a 1940s inspired like tea room and stuff which was really cool like everyone was like dressed up we even had like ration books and stuff. <laughs> it was just cool it's like you know like when you just go to a place it's just got like kind of its own little world yeah Sharpford upon avon is one of those places so definitely recommend going nice nice this is completely like this isn't one of the questions, but I'm just curious to know, are you looking at um, continuing Shakespeare beyond further studies? Are you looking at doing a master's in it, possibly? Um, so it's actually something um, I had considered for quite a while. Um, yeah. So I'd considered for a while potentially going into like dramaturgy. Um, oh, nice. For a while. Um, or potentially looked at doing so um kings do uh, like a shakespeare masters that's what i'm looking into possibly doing next year so yeah so i i had considered that for a while or i just considered working maybe in the, like the um academic outreach section of the globe it's definitely something i especially uh. the end of first, yeah at the end of first year was kind of considering um but right now the plan is publishing and creative writing nice um, so, yeah so that's the current plan um kind of have a a book in the works actually so, oh, okay yeah so exciting um <laughs> yeah so the plan is to at the minute do masters in publishing and creative writing but i feel like most third years can vouch that i feel like we're just kind of winging it at this point yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of exploring our options yeah. um but it was actually my dad that um planted the seed in my brain and was like are you sure you don't want to do Shakespeare like he was almost kind of shocked that I was moving away from like drama and Shakespeare probably for like the first time in my like entire life so yeah. you know it's still something that like I'm looking into um I don't know it's always, almost like I have so many things I'm passionate about and I don't want to let any of them go and I'm like how, yeah. how do you do all of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's that's great yeah. um yeah so my final question that I have for you, um, all the Shakespeare plays that you've mentioned, um, which one is your favourite? I 100% much ado. Like, nice. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even have to think about it much ado. <laughs> like, dream role is Beatrice, like, 100%. Like, dream role, Beatrice, like, dream play to direct, much ado, would see that play every day of my life if I could 
like I, I just I don't even want just to on cycle just on cycle <laughs> <laughs> I just love it like I, my um final a level essay was to what extent is much to do about uh, um to what extent is much to about nothing a comedy and I literally just had the best time of my life writing that essay then <laughs> I feel like a lot of people will disagree with me but you know <laughs> it is definitely my favorite nice nice um so um before we round off the episode um I just want to ask you uh this is completely free reign uh, have you got any dance society events that are upcoming that you would like to promote on the podcast? Ooh, free promotion. Yeah, free okay. promotion. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we have our dance society winter showcase. It's called Dancing Under the Stars. Um, nice. It's on the 4th of December um, in the SU. Um, it's gonna be, yeah, so the theme is basically just stars. Um, all of our songs are like, to, all of our dancers are to do with like um, partying, um, stars like the galaxy very like solstice kind of inspired um okay it's gonna be really cute like think like pa ball back in our first year but in a dance show oh that's a throwback (laughs) (laughs) it's such a throwback that was such a good night um yeah so we have our showcase we have a fundraiser next wednesday uh where we're fundraising for the forest estate community hub um in engfield green which as mentioned before is where we volunteer each week um Dancing, we actually have um, shameless plug promo for myself and the other volunteering team. We um, won the um, Lieutenant of Surrey Award for dedication to our community throughout the oh, pandemic. Oh, nice! Um, so we're actually going to that award ceremony tonight. Um, oh, incredible! Exciting. So yeah, presented by um, our guy Paul Lazel. Incredible! <laughs> incredible! Yeah. <laughs> um, for like, yeah, teaching throughout the pandemic, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, we have our fundraiser for them next Wednesday. Um, I think that's probably probably our promo. Um, probably quite far in advance, <laughs> but we've got our home competition, twelfth of March. So any support there, shout and roll all the way would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to get it out in committee at some point. Be like, guys, yeah. we need to arrange it's a trip to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, so yeah. That's all we've got time for for today's episode. Thank you very much, Melly, for coming on to the show, and it's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Bar Times. I've been your host, Theo Dudridge, and in the words of the bard himself, when you do dance, I wish you a wave over the sea that you might ever do nothing but that. Take care, everyone.